Section 87 of United States Senate Election Expulsion and Censure Cases, 1793-1990, by Anne M. Butler. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Case 85, Henry W. Corbett, 1827-1903, Oregon. Election Case, March 15, 1897, to February 28, 1898. Issues. Right of governor to make an appointment to a term not previously filled by a legislature. Chronology. Credentials presented March 15, 1897. Referred to committee March 15, 1897. Committee report January 26, 1898. Senate vote February 28, 1898. Result, not seated. Background. In Oregon, the two major parties were closely matched from the state's admission in 1859 throughout the remainder of the 19th century, leading to frequent stalemates in the conduct of the state's business. This deadlock was particularly apparent during the 1897 meeting of the state legislature. When the contentious House finally achieved an organization on its second attempt, neither the Senate nor the governor would recognize the body. The two legislative houses gathered in a futile and unproductive joint convention and were finally forced to disband without transacting any state business or electing a United States senator. Statement of the Case after the Oregon legislature dispersed, the governor appointed Henry W. Corbett, Republican, a successful entrepreneur who had served a term in the Senate from 1867 to 1873, to fill the vacant Senate seat. When Corbett presented his credentials on March 15, 1897, the Senate refused to seat him and referred his certificate, along with several related documents, to the Committee on Privileges and Elections. Once again, the Senate faced the issue of whether a governor could appoint a United States senator at the beginning of a term if the state legislature had failed to elect. Response of the Senate In the 55th Congress, Republicans held a majority of 10 in the Senate, but 12 members of three splinter parties, the Populists, Silver Republicans, and the Silver Party, were sufficient to tip the balance against the mainstream Republicans on several issues. On January 26, 1898, a divided committee returned majority and minority reports. The committee's majority, made up of a Populist, a Republican, and several Democrats, opposed seating Henry Corbett, contending that the Oregon legislature deliberately refused to elect a U.S. senator. It also determined that the circumstances of Corbett's case were similar to those of several earlier claims, including that of Lee Mantle, see Case 82, in which the Senate had decided that the governor had no right to appoint when the legislature failed to complete an election at the beginning of a term. In support of this position, 
The report also cited the earlier cases of Kenzie Johns, C-Case 2, and James Landman, C-Case 12. The minority report, signed by four Republicans, including William E. Chandler, New Hampshire, the committee chairman, argued that the Constitution gave governors the right to fill vacancies even at the beginning of a Senate term. This report, however, failed to cite any Senate precedents for such a view. The Senate debated the matter from late January until the end of February. On February 3rd, Donaldson Caffery, Democrat of Louisiana, leader of the committee's majority, reiterated the Senate principle that under no circumstances can the governor appoint to fill an original vacancy commencing at the beginning of a term. In this case, he noted, the legislature had ample opportunity to fill the vacancy. If the Senate were to seat a claimant appointed by a governor in such circumstances, it would be encouraging legislatures to disregard their duty and deliberately prevent an election to give a governor a chance to appoint a senator. On February 7th, Henry Corbett wrote to his supporter, Committee Chairman William Chandler, and defended his appointment on the basis that all states are entitled to equal representation in the Senate. He vehemently denounced the suggestion that some legislators might have conspired with the governor to block a senatorial election for the purpose of guaranteeing him an executive appointment. Such conduct, Corbett asserted, would be unthinkable for a governor who had served with distinction on the state Supreme Court and who lived, quote, in a modest way in his little cottage, and all that he has is his good name and reputation, unquote. Corbett's letter failed to move his opponents. On February 9th, Edmund Pettus, Democrat of Alabama, again reviewed the precedents and reminded Republicans George F. Hoare, Massachusetts, and William Chandler that in the 1893 unsuccessful bid by Lee Mantle, Democrat of Montana, both of the New England senators had asked that the question of executive appointment be settled once and for all. Pettis concluded, If we are forever to treat this question in a partisan sense, if we are forever to debate it, then the debate will only work injury to the country at large. On February 26th, toward the end of the debate, Joseph B. Forak, Republican of Ohio, supported Corbett by contending that the Senate's decision in the Mantle case had been erroneous and should not be used as a precedent because it had been based more on the political circumstances of the effort to repeal the Sherman Silver Purchase Act than on legal principles. Forak also charged that the Mantle case differed from Corbett's in that the Montana legislature had been organized and failed to elect, unlike the Oregon legislature, which never succeeded in organizing itself at all and thus was in no position to hold an election. On February 28, 1898, the Senate, 
by an overwhelming vote of 50 to 19, denied Corbett a seat. Conclusion Henry Corbett's claim brought to the Senate two problems that promised to recur as long as the selection of U.S. senators lay in the province of state legislatures. How could the U.S. Senate determine that a state had a legally organized legislature, and how could the Senate define the appointive authority of a state governor? A weary Senate recognized that, with each succeeding election, disputes at the state level were requiring increasing amounts of senators' time. In that way, the Corbett case helped to move the Senate toward much-needed reform in the area of election procedures. Henry Corbett continued to pursue his business interests until his death in 1903. End of Case 85 and of Section 87